Good morning. This is Phil Canute with River Valley Co-op and your morning grain comments. Corn and soybean futures finished the overnight session higher. September corn was up six cents, settling at five seventy-seven and three quarters. August soybeans were up a half of a penny, settling at fourteen forty-four. In the outside markets, as of eight a.m., the U.S. dollar index is up point zero nine seven, trading at ninety-three oh seven. August crude oil is up a dollar sixteen, trading at sixty-eight thirty-six a barrel. Precious metals are higher, except gold. Industrial metals are mixed. The electronic mini Dow Jones is up 135 points, trading at 34,535. There is a general lack of new information regarding grains and oil seeds this morning. Weather, both domestic and global, continues to provide plenty of support to futures. Rain chances west of the Mississippi for the next couple of weeks are hit and miss at best. Since we are in the middle of the critical corn pollination period and the northwestern belt is already extremely dry, this lack of precipitation along with hot temperatures is not welcome and is propping up corn futures, building weather risk premium into the market. Globally, the already drought-damaged safrina corn crop in Brazil is now dealing with early frost. Ukraine is experiencing dry weather, and there is flooding in China. All of these weather events are raising concerns over global production, which in turn also lends plenty of support to futures. Meanwhile, the U.S. spring wheat crop has been negatively impacted by the dry weather. The national spring wheat crop condition rating is a mere 11% good to excellent. This has caused Minneapolis wheat futures to rally to levels not traded since 2012. Wheat and corn futures are somewhat tied together, as they are both feed grains. So sharply higher Minneapolis wheat futures does impact Chicago corn futures as well. There is one story that popped up yesterday that deserves some light shed on it, though it is still far too early to say if it will actually develop into anything concrete, which is probably why traders shrugged it off yesterday. Yesterday, Senators Pat Toomey, Republican from Pennsylvania, Diane Feinstein, Democrat from California, Susan Collins, Republican from Maine, and Bob Menendez, Democrat from New Jersey, introduced a bipartisan bill calling for an end to the corn ethanol mandate in the renewable fuel standard. Should this bill make it through Congress and become the law of the land, its impact on U.S. agribusiness in general would be disastrous, not to mention what it would do to corn futures. Considering that over 5 billion bushels of corn are already used for ethanol annually, imagine what even a 1 billion bushel reduction from that figure would do to the carryout. And a 1 billion bushel reduction in corn use for ethanol is likely a very conservative estimate of the impact that this bill would have should it become law. The fact that this bill has bipartisan support should give everyone pause. With as polarized as the current political climate is, the fact that these four senators are on the same page on this topic likely means that a good cross-section of congressional leaders are in agreement. So stay tuned. The bill is in its infancy, but it bears close watching. Yesterday, the funds bought 10,000 contracts of corn, bought 12,000 contracts of soybeans, and bought 2,000 contracts of wheat. They are now estimated to be net long 221,890 contracts of corn, net long 90,060 contracts of soybeans, and net long 12,240 contracts of wheat. From a chart perspective, September corn finally pushed through 572 yesterday, filling a few more cents of the July 6th chart gap, charting a high of 576 and a quarter. Overnight, another penny and a half of the chart gap was filled, with the September contract charting a high of 577 and three quarters. That overnight high now stands as initial resistance, followed immediately by the rest of the chart gap from the 6th, 577 and three quarters to 588, and then the psychological $6 level. 
Initial support lies at 550, followed closely by Monday's low, 548 and three quarters, and then the July 9th low, 520 and three quarters. August soybeans face initial resistance at 1450, followed by Monday's high, 1480, and then the key $15 mark. Initial support lies at 1429, followed closely by Monday's low, 1426 and a quarter, and then the psychological $14 level. Opening calls are steady. And with all of that, have a great Wednesday from your friends at River Valley Co-op. And we at River Valley Co-op would like to wish the best of luck to all of the 4-H and FFA exhibitors this week at the Great Jones County Fair.